are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this Friday, January 8th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, director of scouting at DraftNetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and ready to go down the galaxy brain wormhole with each and every one of you here today on the show because today's regularly scheduled programming was to be reviewing the punch list of areas of improvement for the Miami Dolphins defense based on their performance throughout the course of the 2020 season. But there was some news that came through yesterday that that has a lot of Dolphins fans buzzing and I thought it was more appropriate on this Friday episode of the show to kind of go through and vet the hypothetical of Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is reportedly very upset with Texans management for kind of circumventing him in their GM and and hiring process. Uh, This was something that uh, Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, signed a, a big contract extension worth approximately $40 million per season and was told he was going to be a part of the Uh, hiring process for what direction the team goes from here. Well, Houston didn't do that, and now Deshaun Watson is pissed. And now fans of just about every team across the NFL are asking themselves, should we trade for Deshaun Watson? And of course, the Dolphins get pulled into the forefront of this. And it's mainly because of the assets that the Dolphins have at their disposal. You know, and we could sit here and make, we could make the podcast real short, and we could say, no, the Dolphins shouldn't do this. But... You know, as with any hypothetical, I think that it's worthwhile for us to sit here and talk out the pros and cons of the Dolphins potentially getting interested. The Dolphins were uh, one of the names that was a popular one yesterday to explore if Deshaun Watson demands a trade from the Houston Texans, mainly because Miami has top draft capital and a young quarterback into a tongue of Aloha that could be used as potential trade pieces. So uh, I think the let's start with the most obvious con. Uh, We've talked on this show about how what is most important to the Dolphins in their rebuild. And I'll start with the con because I know there's a lot of people who uh, are really excited about the the direction that the team is going right now. And I, I don't want to alienate you by making you feel as though we're building towards you know, justifying a change in, in the direction of the franchise. The Dolphins' flexibility is their number one asset as an organization right now in their team-building process. And if you were to surrender the kind of draft capital that it would presumably require to pull away... Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, you're talking Tua Tungvaloa would have to be involved in the deal. There's no way you could justify keeping him around. You're talking about the number three overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. You're probably also talking about the number 18 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. So you're talking both first-round picks this year, Tua Tungvaloa, and probably some change on top of that to get a deal 
uh, to a point where Houston would sit down and seriously consider it if Deshaun Watson is going to press the issue because he does not want to play for the Houston Texans organization anymore. That's a lot of lost flexibility for Miami because we've gone through the hypotheticals and talked about being at number three and the appeal of potentially trading out of that pick and how that can spiderweb to more picks down the road and in the future to continue to keep you flexible and trade assets for players and players for assets and so on and so forth. So that's kind of the the biggest drawback that jumps off the screen to me when we sit here and we ask ourselves, you know, okay, let's assume Deshaun Watson were to command a trade from the Houston Texans. And Miami asks themselves, should we pick up the phone and get involved here? That's the number thing, number one thing that they would have to be comfortable with. Understanding that that you're going to this Dolphins have talked about building a long-term sustainable winner. You're accelerating your window a fair degree when you make this kind of move and you give up this kind of capital and you give up a quarterback on a rookie deal for one who's going to be earning approximately $40 million. Now, Houston is on the hook for a lot of the guaranteed money, so it becomes a much easily, much more easily digestible contract when you look at the team who's acquiring him via the trade. And that's one thing we'll get into when we go go into kind of some of the myth busters here. But uh, yeah, number one con to this kind of hypothetical would be you're losing almost all of your flexibility and you're absolutely entering into a must-win-now window. Now, here's the appeal to this hypothetical. Deshaun Watson, uh, this should not be a hot take. Deshaun Watson is one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. He is an absolute superstar. And while I think Tua Tungvaloa has the ability to get there, based on my college evaluation of him with my work over at the Draft Network, um, Tua was the third or fourth highest graded quarterback I've given out since I started doing this in 2013. Very high grade on him as a prospect. Also in that stratosphere, Deshaun Watson. And here's the difference. We've seen Deshaun Watson play at an extremely high level at the NFL level. There's no mystery involved in whether or not he's going to reach his ceiling. He has reached his ceiling. He's a top five quarterback in the NFL. So as tempting as Tua is, and, and I don't, I'm not saying this to make any kind of indictment on what Tua Tungvaloa's tape looked like in 2020 or what I think he could become, Cold hard facts are Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Tua Tungvaloa right now. And it's not as though you're trading for, you know, people had asked about, you know, improving every quarter, every position group in the room. He had some tweets, you know, what about Matt Stafford or so and so forth. Matt Stafford's 31, he's going to be 32. I'm not interested in adding a quarterback in his 30s, but Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson is entering into his physical prime right now as a player, and he just got done passing for 4,800 yards. He was born in 1995. He's 25 years old. Opening day of the 2021 season, this is a 25-year-old quarterback. Two is what, 22? You're talking about a three-year difference, and you have a guy who's already established what he is. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. The passing yards leader, uh, rookie of the year in 2017, he has a 104 to 36 touchdown to interception ratio with a 67% completion percentage and a career pass rating of 104.5 with 1,600 rushing yards and 17 rushing touchdowns. 
This guy is a rock star, superstar, and quarterbacks of this caliber are never on the market. I think somebody said on the timeline last night that the closest equivalent to this was Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning was at the tail end of his career coming off a neck surgery. And that still prompted a a massive bidding war across the NFL. So if Deshaun Watson were to push the issue, this would be an unprecedented availability of an all-star top five quarterback in the NFL who will be 25 years old, and you know what you're getting from a financials perspective because he's already signed the deal. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few clicks delivered directly to your front door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and easy to navigate, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend up to twice as much by shopping anywhere else? So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car truck, right? Locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. One of the uh, areas of concern for Dolphins fans that I saw when this was this red-hot hypothetical yesterday around the Dolphins and and should they or shouldn't they, um, the financial implications. People talking about Deshaun Watson being a quarterback with a $40 million per year contract, but it's not as simple. The Dolphins have $30 million in cap space. Uh, We wouldn't be able to add anything else to the roster. Not so fast. So I did the numbers. I, I sat down and I looked at this. And, and I have uh, the Dolphins departing with three players and executing the trade. And I, I will look at what the cap situation looks like at the end of that hypothetical. So here are the things you need to know right off the bat. Uh, the Dolphins entering the 2021 offseason currently rank eighth in available cap space with right around, depending on where you look, somewhere between $25 and $30 million. And we're going to look at a three-year sample size for the cap. 2022. They're 20th in the league in cap commitments. In 2023, they are 22nd in the league in cap commitments, and they get kind of pushed back with rollover cap and so on and so forth. So uh, they'll have added flexibility depending on how much they choose to spend or which one of these guaranteed contracts they choose to push. But in the hypothetical that the Dolphins have to trade to Atonga Valoa, the number three overall pick, and the number 18 overall pick for Deshaun Watson, then that's the core of the deal. Deshaun Watson's contract is worth an average of $40 million per season, but his salary for 2021 is only $10.5 million. Trading to a tongue of Aloha would activate dead cap that is responsible for all of the signing bonus that's been prorated from when the Dolphins signed him to his contract this past summer. So his cap hit, which right now the Dolphins are on the book for $6.88 million in 2021, would accelerate to over $14.5 million. So they would have to lose money to trade to a tongue of a low. So between Watson's $10.54 million salary in 2021, they're not responsible for any of the guarantees because Houston already paid him that money, and they're going to be on the hook for that as dead cap. And to a tongue of a low is dead cap, which is his prorated signing bonus, and Houston would take on all of his base salaries 
that is fully guaranteed for 2021 and beyond, uh, the Dolphins are responsible for about $25 million for the two quarterbacks. It's a boost, and when you consider that the Dolphins are between $25 and $30 million, that's a big number. But, hear me out. The Dolphins are trading the number three overall pick. Uh, The number three overall pick in the 2020 draft was Jeff Okuda, and his cap hit for 2020, uh, for 2020 is the first year of his rookie deal, was $6.06 million. So you have to reduce that off of the $25 million that the Dolphins are now on the hook for that they weren't before. The same is applicable for the number 18 overall pick, which is savings of $2.5 million in year one. That is the Austin Jackson contract that we saw play out this year because the rookie wage scale is based off of your draft slot. So whatever draft slot you are, that's approximately the money that you have to work with to sign your contract. Both of those contracts fully guaranteed. Akuda's ended up being a four-year, $33.5 million contract. Austin Jackson's ended up being a four-year, $13.5 million contract. So over the course of four years, you're removing $47 million of commitments off your books by not making those two picks at 18 and number three. If the Dolphins paired of that with parting ways with two receivers that I would call as not being long-term options for the Dolphins, one being Albert Wilson, who's in a contract year, they save $3 million there. And Jakeem Grant, who's under contract for the next several seasons, and they would save $3 million by parting ways with Jakeem Grant. And if they did those two cuts and traded offensive guard Eric Flowers, they would save an additional $8 million in cap. So, in summary, Tua Tungvaloa, number three, number 18, plus whatever other assets from a draft perspective that they would be removing to get the deal done. You trade Eric Flowers, and you cut Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant, and the net difference in your salary cap is less than $3 million for 2021. You go from 8th in cap space in the NFL to 10th in the cap space in the NFL. And remember, we're looking at a three-year sample size. That's just year one. In year two, 2022, Deshaun Watson's salary goes from 10.5, was cap-friendly for Houston, up to $35 million. But you've already traded Eric Flowers, so you're saving $10 million there. You're saving $8.25 million on Tua Tungvaloa's base salary. That's now Houston's responsibility. You're saving $7.5 million off of the number three overall picks, second year of that contract. You're saving $3 million off of the number 18 overall pick, second year of that contract. And you're saving over $4 million from Jakeem Grant's second to last year of his contract that you cut him from previously. So this hypothetical, not including what other assets are included in the deal for Deshaun Watson, you are going from 20th in the league in cap commitments in 2022 to 20th in the league in cap commitments. You are only spending an extra $1.72 million against the cap by trading Tua 318 for Watson, cutting Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, and trading Eric Flowers. 2023. Deshaun Watson's base salary goes from 35 to $37 million. Same deal. You're saving $9.6 million in base salary from trading to a Tungvaloa, 9.14 for trading the number three overall pick in your three of that contract. You're saving $3.72 million for trading your three of the number 18 overall contract, and you're saving $4.5 million for cutting Jakeem Grant. The net difference is only $10 million plus. 
And by this point, the COVID-19 pandemic will be behind us and the salary cap will have ballooned well beyond what it was in 2020 at $200 million. I say all that to say this, financially speaking, it is very easy for the Dolphins to make this hypothetical work if Deshaun Watson requests a trade or demands a trade and the Dolphins decide they are comfortable with parting with the flexibility of the assets involved. Financially speaking, they can take this in stride because those contracts at 3 and 18 are going to be big money contracts, and that Tua Tungvaloa contract is a big money contract. They offset quite well with just a few pieces that are going to be replaceable players for the Dolphins down the road. The NFL playoffs are here, and while the Dolphins are not qualified, it does not mean you cannot still be a winner this winter. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for all of your online sports bets, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. This is a, generally speaking, a, a very simplified breakdown of, of the financials. And of course, there's a waterfall effect here in which you have to ask yourself if the Dolphins, were you to pursue this kind of move? Okay, how do you build out the skill players now? Because the skill players clearly need to get better. Um, and, and if you're going to you know, make it a priority to surround to a tongue of a low with, with weapons and the opportunity presents itself to get a top five quarterback in the NFL... It would be foolhardy to push your chips in the table and not surround him. What you would inevitably have is this byproduct of having to spend more in free agency to bring in high-level players unless you're going to start pulling pieces and trading pieces off of the defensive side of the football. So it kind of becomes like, okay, now we're pulling from here to plug here. That's another negative about this kind of approach. Is it doable? Yes. Is it... The best long-term forecast, well, I mean, that's really going to come down to whether or not you believe Tua Tungvaloa is going to reach the potential that we believe that he has. If you believe that he does, then you're probably going to fall on the side of the fence that you would rather have the assets and continue to have the flexibility. If you are of the mind uh, that, that you haven't been inspired by Tua Tungvaloa's rookie season, which I would understand why, uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't didn't see anything that's going to make me change my mind of my evaluation of him beforehand. But that's kind of where I get into the conflict because I had these two players, Deshaun and Tua, graded very similarly when they each came out of college. And we've seen one of these players already reach the ceiling I anticipated that they would. That's the finished product. It's enticing. It's tempting. If the Dolphins were able to manufacture this kind of deal without mortgaging beyond 2021, I think I'd feel pretty interested in trying to, you know, see how much we could push and get interest from Houston if Deshaun absolutely positively put his foot down. This is not a situation in which I would ever endorse the Dolphins handling it the way that the Houston Texans, ironically enough, handled the Laramie Tunsil deal, which is call, ask the question, be told no, hang up, Wait a few hours, call back, offer more, be told no, and you string this out over a couple of two, uh, two, three weeks, and next thing you know, you're paying through the nose, you're trading three or four first-round picks, plus Tua, plus other top 100 draft selections. That is, 
you know, it's a team game at the end of the day. And yes, an elite quarterback can get you there, but you have the potential to have an elite quarterback. And at the very least, uh, you, you could certainly more afford the flexibility to build out the rest of your roster with cheap talent that's going to build your bridge over the next four years. And then you can evaluate to and make a decision down the road if he does not develop the way that you were hoping or anticipating that he would. In all, we're going to have to keep an eye on this. Uh, because if Deshaun Watson, if this deteriorates, uh, I think Chris Greer and, and Brian Flores would be doing the Dolphins a disservice to not at least call, right? Because you don't know unless you ask. You don't know unless you inquire. And the Dolphins have talked about, you know, we're not going to make emotional decisions. You can't. Not in this business. You cannot make roster decisions or future decisions based off of emotion. If you did... You'd be holding on to players for too long because you like that player or you think that player is a good person. This is a business, and you have to be able to view and evaluate things objectively. And viewing and evaluating Tua Tungvaloa versus Deshaun Watson objectively, I think their ceilings are similar. But one of them is already there at the NFL level and playing at an extremely high level. And we just went through the financial implications. The Dolphins, you know, depending on what other things they would need to throw into this deal, may end up lighter on the salary cap perspective over a three-year sample size than what they were before. So, you know, if you start getting into, okay, you know, we're going to trade the number three pick and trade back, and, you know, we're going to get two ones down the road and a one this year and an extra two this year and like those contracts will be cheaper and and that's how you'll save money in the long term versus keeping three and picking at three so you can very easily see how there's a lot of different layers here that have to be vetted but there's nothing wrong with asking the question especially if this continues to accelerate in houston Uh, i will say it's a great time to have futures in houston texans draft capital we all know that as the team that's had their first round pick for two consecutive years now. And this number three overall pick is going to turn into quite the golden goose before it's all said and done. And that's why, you know, whether it's Deshaun Watson or another avenue, I can't wait to explore what the usage of this pick can do for Miami with all of the potential hypotheticals. We just went through all of the depth and nuance to just one hypothetical. Well, we got to get into Penny Sewell, Devonta Smith, trade out. Trade out to what spot? What amount of draft capital could you pull back depending on where you go to? And what does that waterfall effect look like on the roster over the next three years? It's, uh, it's not the most wonderful time of the year because the Dolphins had a terrific season this year at 10-6. and six, And I would give anything to be getting ready to play a football game this weekend. But... As a draft guy and as a team builder, well, this is a really fun time of year, and it's a lot more fun when your team is coming off a 10-win season and still has the assets that the Dolphins do to ask ourselves these kinds of questions. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hit subscribe. No Dolphins game this weekend, unfortunately, uh, but we are all Indianapolis Colts fans, no questions asked. We certainly know that. I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Hit subscribe all off season long. We're going to be exploring anything pertinent to the Dolphins, things that we can make pertinent to the Dolphins that you know we think the Dolphins should be asking themselves, 
exploring free agency, evaluating the roster, exploring the draft, evaluating what the future looks like. It's a very bright time to be a Dolphins fan, and I'm excited to take this ride this offseason with each and every one of you. I'll talk with you on Monday.